the House come to order if members can take their seats. This budget is a huge job maker, and the number one solution to economic insecurity is a job. Hungry children can't learn, and it's our responsibility to try to help. Equality and opportunity. I believe most people are here because they want to do some good. Welcome to Capital Ideas. It's the podcast where members of the majority House Democrats in the Washington State Legislature sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. What kind of ideas, you ask? Good ideas. Ideas that can make Washington a better place to live, work, raise a family, own a business, take a walk on a city street or a mountain trail. Good ideas. Ideas that lead to equity, a clean environment, safer communities, a stronger economy, a growing workforce, and plentiful and affordable housing. Stuff like that. Today's guest with the ideas is Representative Mary Fossey. Mary hails from Everett in the 38th Legislative District and is about six weeks into her first session in the House. It's not her first brush with Olympia, though, and she'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. We recorded this conversation just a few days ago, and you can hear it now. Welcome to Capital Ideas, Representative Mary Fossey of the 38th Legislative District. You live in Everett. You're here for your first session. You're here for your first podcast with Capital Ideas. And I just want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. This being your first year, everything that you're doing down here, you're doing for the first time. Could you give people a little bit of an idea about what it has been like for you to go from being a private citizen, although certainly you were an activist, you were involved in in getting things done politically, but now you're an elected official, everything is different. What's it like? You know, I worked down here for a while as a staffer, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with how a bill becomes law and all of those sides of things. It's it's definitely um, different being on this side of the table. And I've been an elected official before for, for my council work that I've done. But I am just every day amazed with the caliber of the people that are down here. And that includes, you know, my colleagues, but also just the staff that work here and their amazing knowledge. And it's just you have so much like resources at your fingertips it's it's quite amazing. I'm I'm still in that I'm in awe every day when I when I drive up here. It's it's a it's a great place to work and definitely a dream job for me. What was the orientation like that you went through along with all your Democratic and Republican cohort of new members? It was helpful. We went through a lot of specifics on you know processes and and different things like that, uh, but nothing really compares to you know the the experience of being on the floor for that that first time and <laughs> the adrenaline rush when you're asked to speak and uh, all of all of the orientation was definitely helpful but being involved in and meeting with your constituents and learning about their issues and and then realizing you know you have this beautiful ability to work to solve them it's a different feeling that you can't really grasp just from you know looking at your books and orientation <laughs> I want to talk about your priorities as a legislator down here You're vice chair of the Labor and Workplace Standards Committee. You're also on a couple of other key committees, the Capital Budget Committee, which is also the construction budget, and you're on community safety, justice, and reentry, which is getting a lot of action this year. Uh, Yeah. You didn't just stumble onto those committees. 
I think when new members come in, they let people know what their priorities are. And to the best of their ability, they end up on the committees that reflect that. So talk about your priorities. You don't have to talk about the committee work yet, but who are you and what do you care about and why? Well, I guess I can best answer this by explaining a little bit of my background. My mom was a single parent, and growing up, it was a, a bit of a struggle at times. You know, sometimes we didn't have housing, uh, sometimes we were hungry, and so we had a lot of those struggles that people in poverty have. It was, gosh, I was nine months old when we first went out on the, the picket lines when my mom was part of the, the CWA, and she was fighting for our benefits so she could keep them for her family. And... She continued to be a a part of the union, and that's really what lifted us out of poverty. Fast forward into going to college and then becoming, you know, kind of a part of a community up north. When I came to Everett back in 2006, it was really the first time I had that sense of community, like of place. And I just fell in love with my neighbors, and I fell in love with the town, And I knew that this was home, which, you know, we struggled with. You don't know that that feeling and that sensation is is missing until you actually, it hits you and you have it. And and moving around and and having kind of that instability growing up, it definitely was a big realization. So I got really involved and started advocating for my community, which was a, a lower income and one of the more diverse communities in Everett. There was a lot of, lot of issues and there was a, a, a lot of neglect over the years for that, that area of town and those neighbors. And so that kind of advocacy led me to, to the place I am now, being on labor and community safety and, you know, just fighting for working families. And it's just a, been a wonderful pathway forward. And so that's kind of how I ended up, ended up here. My neighbors had asked me to run. You've taken those priorities that you came down here with and turned several of them into pieces of legislation. I noticed that a lot of your legislation seems to be going pretty well at this point in the session, which I have to tell you, for a first-year lawmaker, not everybody can say that. Thank you. Talk about some of the bills that you you feel the most strongly about and give us an idea of, of how they reflect those priorities that we're talking about. Yeah, I think uh, the success of the legislation so far is is because it's a lot of the things that I'm working on are things that are really impactful to uh, working families and our workforce and uh, gaps in our system that we need to to work on. Uh, so I have one, which is House Bill 1106, and that is addressing the needs of workers that also have caregiving responsibilities. You know, my mom being a single parent time would be included in that, and I have children of my own. We learned through this pandemic that obviously family is is a priority and uh, flexible schedules and keeping people in their homes, like all of these things we realize that are very, very important. And when it comes to like one of the case examples we had, of why this was needed was we had a single parent, mother of four. She was a cleaner. And unfortunately, she had her job switched her to night shift. And being a family, a mother of four, uh, she couldn't do it. And 
with them being inflexible with her scheduling change, she had to voluntarily separate from her employer uh, because she had to be home for her children and she couldn't get childcare in the middle of the night. And so that actually ended up leading that she didn't have any unemployment benefits. And unemployment, we all pay into this system so that we can actually have those basic supports when we're looking for new opportunities. And uh, we have one of the most restrictive good cause lists in the country. And so um, it's a small subset of, of working families uh, that this would support. And so uh, we're working to change that. Another one I'm working on is uh, to help meet all the electrification goals and the housing that we need to build. Well, there's a lot of delays right now because we are short electrical inspectors. <laughs> and so um, this one was a fun bipartisan bill that's been doing pretty well to encourage retention and recruitment of our state electrical inspectors. It sets a floor for the wage that is more competitive with the pool of workforce that they're drawing from, which is journeyman electricians. So um, that one's doing pretty well. Let's see, we have, uh, I have a couple collective bargaining rights bills, and those are all, always fun. The one that has had the most sign-on support of any bill that I've seen so far in this session was 1525. And so that one was brought to me by the building trades. That was uh, extending uh, child care credits for the Working Connections to first-year apprentices. And so uh, there was a a difficulty because they're working, the building trades are working so hard to try to diversify their workforce. And one of the places they were struggling with was in their apprenticeship programs because it is very difficult and you have unstable incomes during that time because sometimes you're on the job working and then sometimes you're in the classroom and that can disqualify you from benefits. And so this helped extend those benefits for childcare because we all know childcare costs are just through the roof these days. Uh, and so that if you have a mother that wants to be a part of this program, they aren't automatically excluded just because they can't afford childcare. So it's a, it's a very, very popular one. <laughs> and this ties in directly to one of the key priorities for this entire House Democratic Caucus in 2023, which is workforce development. It seems like a terrific way to help people get into those trades without having to really suffer unnecessarily. It's an equity issue. Yeah. It's, it's reducing a lot of those barriers that often fall on single parents and people of lower economic means, but also women. And so if we're going to try our best to help them diversify the trades, then this is a natural step forward. And I think that's why this one has bipartisan support and passed unanimously out of the policy committee. So pretty excited about that. We haven't talked much about one of your committees, which is community safety, justice, and reentry. This is a restructured committee from the last several years, and I, I would love to hear what's going on in there from your standpoint. My uh, labor committee is definitely uh, my, my fun one and in my wheelhouse. Uh, the community safety, justice, and reentry is uh, a bit of a roller coaster on the broadness of topics that we we go over there, uh, so from domestic violence to uh, policing and to sentencing reforms, it's, it's, it's quite broad. One of my favorite ones that I th help work on the proposed substitute with WACOPS to um, make some adjustments is we had a, a bill come forward that was just, it seems like such a, 
common sense approach to help with our police workforce. And again, about the whole making steps towards diversifying our law enforcement to be more reflective of the communities they serve, a great way to allow for more women to participate is to have that allowance for more flexible scheduling and not having everything so rigid. It doesn't require it, but it does make an allowance for it. So that was a really kind of fun legislation to, to work on um, that will hopefully make it really, you know, that job more accessible for, for women to be involved in, in our law enforcement. We've been talking for 19 minutes, and I'm going to ask you, what haven't we talked about that you want to get down here on the record for your first Capital Ideas podcast? I guess it's probably, I want to explain that, yes, my bills have been going great. Orientation has been lovely. Uh, You know, we have all the help and the assistance of the amazing staff here and and mentors as well. Uh, But that wasn't my first experience in the legislature. I had started off as a community advocate and, like I said, when I had moved to Everett and just getting involved with my neighbors and and learning about their, their, their issues and their problems. And it was very interesting to go in depth and realize right in my own community, we had very serious problems with lead and arsenic contamination and uh, being an old mill town. My neighbors had, you know, struggled to find support to find funding to clean up, you know, these issues. And they were worried about their children getting sick. And there were strict restrictions on the advice from the Department of Ecology, what people should be doing in their own yards. And it, it was it was very serious with the Asarco contamination. And that kind of path to the legislature, you know, I was just a community advocate. So my experience was bringing a coalition of neighbors who were fighting for their families and and fighting for change and fighting for safe environments, bringing them down here to advocate for funding to help clean up their, their, their yards and the soil in our community. And that's, that's was kind of my first experience on how this whole democratic process worked. And I was just hooked you know, if, if somebody like me who was, you know, formerly homeless and, and, you know, grew up real poor can end up having success and secure $5.5 million for their community by just bringing a bunch of neighbors to, to Olympia, then, you know, we're, we're doing something right. And this just seemed like a really amazing place to be. The job isn't super easy. I wouldn't say it's, it's for everybody, but it is a true honor to be here. And I feel that every day when I walk up these steps and I think the first step of getting involved in your community and starting to listen to those concerns is really like that pathway can lead you here. I'm glad it did. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to talk today. And I've really enjoyed talking with you. Representative Mary Fossey of the 38th Legislative District, thanks for being on Capital Ideas. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been such a joy. Okay, I promised you good ideas, and once again, the House Democrats have delivered. You've been listening to Capital Ideas, and if you'd like to subscribe, you can do so in all the usual places or by visiting the House Democratic Caucus website at housedemocrats.wa.gov and hitting the media button up at the top. 
To recap, today's guest was Representative Mary Fossey of the 38th Legislative District, and coincidentally, on the very next Capital Ideas, you can meet Mary's seatmate, Representative Julio Cortez. He's got some good ideas, too, so don't miss it. Ever since this podcast premiered back in 2009, the goal has been to bring you civil and informative conversations with the people who work for you. This is your state government, and what happens here matters. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, putting people first since 1889. Thanks for listening.